0: Hello and welcome back to the Reformed Affections Podcast. The year is now 2024 and it's been a substantial amount of time between my last upload and this episode, so I do apologise for anyone who was following along. It's been a very busy time throughout the Christmas period, the New Year period, and obviously the extended period of January up to this point now. But I am back and I do hope now to start the New Year with, hopefully, God willing, more consistent uploading with the episodes and I will it will be a big range from shorter episodes and longer episodes um, I probably won't strictly stick to one topic or series though I hope to eventually hop into that kind of thing but it's really going to depend on how time looks um, and and sort of my free time and the time I get to actually put these things together but today I want to start the year with an episode of just a general plea to anyone who is listening, who is not a Christian, and also somewhat of a plea to those people who are Christians that are listening and need to be reminded of, of, of a substantial truth, which I want to get into, that is found in First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2. So I just want to jump straight into it. And Paul says in this verse, For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. So this knowledge is a foundation of the Christian faith. It's it's the basis of our Christian confession and conversion. To be a Christian is to confess that Jesus Christ was crucified on the cross for my sins, for our sins, and raised again on the third day. So it's really the basis of our confession and our conversion. And of course, we need to unpack it a little bit to step into that Christian orthodoxy and get to the point of knowledge that I want everyone who is listening to dive into throughout this new year and for the years continuous after that. And that is firstly, to accept the truth of Christ's divine nature and his human nature. To accept that truth that we find in John chapter one, that Jesus Christ is God who came down and took upon flesh, for our benefit. That Jesus Christ is God, and he took upon himself human flesh for our benefit. See, as humans, we are naturally born under the law of God, the commandments of how God wants us and expects us, commands us to conduct our lives. And Christ also was born underneath that law. But to what purpose? Because we, as sinful Fallen human beings cannot and will not uphold that law perfectly, which means we fall under the judgment of breaking that law, which is eternal death and condemnation, separation from the holy, just and righteous God. But what Christ has done is come in born underneath that law, born of a woman, and then he can therefore stand in our place as an as as, as a essentially as a standing in our place judicially speaking so he comes and at the cross he has imputed to him the guilt of our sin he doesn't take its sin to be something that's inherent to him but it's imputed to him credited to him and he iss suff- he suffers for it he is punished for our sin accordingly and what that does for us is when we have faith in Christ in his death in his, satisfactory atonement we are imputed with righteousness that righteousness that christ has inherent to himself is credited to our account and so christ is treated as if he were the one who done our sins and we are the ones who are accredited as if we lived his life of righteousness and so we uphold the divine nature and the human nature of christ he is truly god and he is truly man, and they are not mixed but truly god truly man and those things are necessary for our salvation but it's more that knowledge that conviction that i want everyone to hold to it's not something that we're going to completely unpack and 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 exhaust in our explanation of it but we uphold with the bible's witness that christ is god who became man and died on a cross for our sins that by faith in him we might be justified And then the second point of that knowledge I want to just stress in this short episode is the accepting the truth of Christ's death on our behalf as a satisfaction of justice and the following imputation of righteousness. So I did touch on that slightly in that first point. But to accept the truth that Christ died on the cross and not just died on the cross but died on the cross in our place, suffered in our place. He satisfied divine justice he soaked up that divine wrath on the cross in our place he satisfied that justice and imputes that righteousness to us in our faith in him and these this is something we need to accept and actually rest in so we accept that not only did it happen not only was it a historical event but we accept that it has happened for us and we rest in that truth for righteousness and salvation determining to know nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified, the divine God, who became man, died in our place, crucified and imputes righteousness to us. And to follow along with Paul's argument, as we get to verse 5 of that same chapter, Paul states that the reason for this emphasis and for his particular conduct with this people was that they might rest in the power of God and not in manly wisdom. So the coming of Christ, God taking upon himself human flesh, is an act of divine power, of divine providence, divine mercy, grace. And and we, we look at it as, as such. We look to him coming and, and taking upon human flesh and being born underneath the curse of the law. We look at that as the divine act of power and mercy that it is. Knowing that we cannot fulfill that law of ourselves, knowing only that Christ can do this for us, we look at that divine mercy. We look at the divine power that He has come and saved to Himself a multitude of people who would believe in Him. We look at that providence, that God-given, um, pro- the God providing for us eternal salvation in Christ. And so Paul is saying, don't trust in that manly wisdom that always fails you. Don't trust in that manly wisdom that is not satisfying. Don't trust in that manly wisdom that wisdom that will mislead you. Instead, trust in God. Look to Christ. Look to the cross. See what Christ done historically. Know that it happened for you particularly. Know that it happened for that Christian people collectively. And trust in it. Rest in it. Accept it, trust it, rest in it. Trust in Christ for your salvation. Rest upon that promise of God for eternal salvation according to his divine power, his divine providence, his divine mercy, his righteousness, his justice. Knowing that his wrath was met at the cross, that Christ soaked it fully for you, and trust in his sacrifice that you will find eternal salvation in his name alone. And that is my plea for all people listening, for all of the unbelievers and for all the Christians that need to go back to that simple instruction of Paul to know nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified. To turn to that divine instruction away from man's wisdom. Man will always come up with various theories, intricate words to, to explain creation, to explain the existence of, of evil, of different species, and, and and evolution, and this billions of years old earth, etc, etc. But what I want to do is get rid of all of that mess, all of that chaos, turn back to this one truth, to know nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified, and to have that as the foundation of our lives going forward. To to rest solely on the fact that Jesus Christ came and died on the cross for our sins was crucified dead and buried and raised again <clears throat> sorry excuse me so god is the rock and the refuge of all who come to him in faith very often you'll read in the psalms the lord is my rock the lord is my refuge even christ said about the the house built on sand the house built on the rock we must build our house on the rock. Build our lives on the rock. Look for that solid foundation that is the only foundation to which we should build our lives upon. And that foundation is the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That knowledge that is felt in your heart when you, when you come to know Christ and you come to love Christ and to recognize what he done is personal for you while it's also collective for the church. It is it is personal, it is individual to you. Christ reaches out to you and that grace touches upon your heart and you learn to love God. You turn to his divine instruction, you turn away from man's wisdom and you build your life on that solid rock. Christ, you take your refuge in God alone who is able and willing and all-powerful to save you eternally, to perfect you via the ministry of the Holy Spirit and to wrought that grace in your heart that you might come to love him and worship him eternally. My plea to everybody listening is to determine to know nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen.